Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. normally do that when I'm coming to your church because I know that you spoke well I was not spoken well until I met you you know <laughs> hallelujah Amen. Please, uh, let's be seated in the presence International. Um, I want to uh, thank uh, my dear he doesn't like to be called Bishop Johnny he prefers to be called Pastor Johnny which is which is also very difficult for some of us to say. We are able to write it, but to say it is hard. But the Lord will help us. Amen. We will come full circle in our repentance soon. <laughs> so, Pastor Johnny, thank you very much for yeah, so having Johnny us. Amen. I really appreciate that. You know, and um, the powerful things that you just said is quite overwhelming. You know, and. Um, I thank you and I thank God for the opportunity to have met you at some point in my life. You know, when I when I met uh, Bishop Johnny for the first time very closely, that was somewhere I think 1998 into 1999 on KNUSD campus, the BDs. Wow. Become a minister at takeoff and things. You know, and I used to look at him with a lot of awe and reverence because when they were men of God, we were still in diapers. <laughs> you know, and so coming to work with him, then when we were working together was a very big thing for me. And um, I thank God. I Amen. really thank God for that opportunity. And I thank God for Mama Dorothy also. Amen. One of the nicest people that you can meet. One of the things I like about her is anytime there's a social gathering, she's always encouraging me to eat. Reverend, I hope you are okay. You know, and I love to eat too. So, when I was younger, but now, as you can see, even my tummy has come down. I want to be able to dress nicely. So, thank you very much, all of you, for having us here. Amen. Uh, I came with my son, Nyamiye uh, Bafoboni, and I want to specially thank all the leaders who are working here and supporting Amen. this great ministry. I always tell people that if there's something I can say about uh, Bishop Johnny, Pastor Johnny, look, whichever one, <laughs> is that, you know, one of the things I know is that uh, Bishop would never sincerely hurt you or intentionally hurt you. Sure. And that's one of the things that I know. Even when he makes a mistake, it is, yes, it's likely that he was doing it out of love. And so he's been a motivation for me. When I came to work under him, I used to really follow my ways for Madenta. You know, we came with our temper. If you do, we'll kill you right now. <laughs> then I saw somebody who could grow a church without being angry all the time. Mm. So I said, let me try it. And then the church reduced from 450 to 380. I almost gave up. I said, let me keep trying it. Wow. And we began to sit 750, 770, 780. Amen. You know, I remember 131st night, we have 916 or so Amen. people. Amen. And only 16 were first timers. I've seen great flourishing. And as Amen. I've stepped out doing the ministry God has given me, that's the leadership style I've used. Amen. And uh, I'm happier. And my blood pressure is very okay by the grace of God. <laughs> so we thank God for that. Let us Amen. pray. Gracious Father, we thank you for this blessed privilege to share fellowship and to share in your word. We pray that you enlighten the eyes of understanding, grant us wisdom. May this encounter bring us into a better knowledge, a better understanding, a better revelation, and a better relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So, um, 
people like to have a title. So, what title should I give what I'm coming to? Oftentimes, I don't really have a title. As I'm preaching you now, you know the title. Oh, you have been interpreting. I thought it was a humming sound. Ah, okay. Great. Good. So, we'll read from John chapter 9 from verse 1 to 5. And then uh, maybe you can touch it, discover it, and work it. Discover it and work it. And also, let me congratulate the SFRF for two years. We are almost there. Amen. I'm so happy. You know, and uh, it looks like just yesterday. And I'm sure 20 years down the line, we'll be talking about it was just like yesterday. Amen. Because he who has begun to do a good work will be faithful Amen. To Amen. Amen. He would finish it. Amen. And he would do it. All things are working together for our good. Even what looks like a mistake. I tell people that even when you have a child out of wedlock, you see, the problem is that that child was meant to come. It is you that was not ready. Sir. <laughs> yes. That is why you see that in spite of they looking like a mistake, they always fulfill their purpose and their assignment. Yeah. So, in God's plan, even what you think is a mistake, God is at work. So, learn how to relax for him. And he will be good to you. Amen. So, um, we are reading from verse 1. I, I'm reading from the Living Bible. Do you have the Living Bible nowadays? You don't have it. Don't worry. I'll read mine. Sometimes I wear my glasses, but most of my phones are extra large. When people pick my phone, say, ah, why is this so big? I said, when you are my age, you would see that the Lord you is are good. Better, I used to laugh at people who wear glasses. Oh, that's when I was bishop in office, we do it like this. They'd be writing so I said, ah, why? I didn't know that. Is it Nigeria from a few years later? No, no, no. <laughs> so I have one in all the washrooms in my house by my bed. I have about seven because I'm always trying to read. You see? So they are all, when I stretch, then I pick them. I'm in the book. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> as he was walking along he saw a man blind from birth master his disciples asked him why was this man born blind was it a result of his own sin or those of his parents neither Jesus answered but to demonstrate the power of God all of us must quickly carry out the task assigned us by the one who sent me for there is little time left before the night falls and all work comes to an end but while I'm still here in the world I give it my light amen I'm going to share particularly from verse 4 one of the things I noticed about Jesus Christ is that he has a tendency of oftentimes saying things that are not related to the question that he has been asked. They're asking about somebody who has been born blind. Then he's talking about work and times of doing your work. He's talking about the daytime and the time you have to do your work. And I've come to notice that those statements that Jesus makes that often look like that is not the issue being addressed often are very loaded and contain in it insights and revelation that can really direct our lives and that is why I chose to share about this particular scripture I was just having my quiet time and I chanced on this scripture so as I kept praying what do I share when I go to Bishop Johnny's church so when you are going to a teacher's church it's not very easy because most times you are likely to go and rehash what has been taught already so there are two people it's very difficult to go to their church teachers and prophets or prophets when you finish and you just sit down people are wondering and the teachers who they are like the members are like oh this one was I think June 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 204 this message but I'm believing God that it will not be from the archives or even if it is to come with freshness in Jesus name Amen. amen amen So, Jesus asked, they asked Jesus a very important question about what is the 
reason for the man's condition. Among the Jews, like all of us who are very spiritual and superstitious, they've always believed that there's a cost to every condition that you see. If somebody is blind, something should have costed. But you know, when you have when you have a problem in life, people can come out with very bizarre explanations. At least if it's his parents that sin, we understand. But how could somebody even suggest that was it his own sin? The man was born blind. How could he have sin to cause his condition? <laughs> when you have problems, when you have problems, there's a way people describe your matter. This man is one of such people. All the few people in the Bible who had a problem. So bad was his problem that his name was never mentioned. It was only described by his problem. Just like Mr. Batimius. People think Batimius is his name. Ba just means son of. The Arabs use Ibn or Bin, which is son of. So his father is Timaios. And he is Ba. So Ba Timaios, son of Timaios. So the bland son of Mr. Timaios. There was also the woman with the issue of blood. And her name was called Madame Ishiwabla. But I tell you that as you encounter Jesus, whatever problem you were labeled by, he is the game changer. Amen. He is the destiny changer. Amen. He will rewrite your story. Amen. And he will cause your situation to turn around. Amen. He will never leave you in the same condition Amen. he met you. Amen. As you have come today, Amen. may every burden that you came with Jesus. be removed from your shoulders. Amen. He said, Come to me, all who are heavy laden. Jesus. And he will give you rest. Amen. May you experience the rest Amen. of God. As you have come to the house of God, Jesus. May you experience the rest Amen. of God. For Psalm 107, verse 20 says, He sent forth his word. And that word contained two things. He said, It healed them of your diseases and delivered them from their distractions. Every time you are encountering the word of God, every distraction program for you is being annulled and cancelled. In the name of Jesus, may every distraction be cancelled. And may you receive healing for your body. May you receive healing for your business. May you receive healing for your marriage. May you receive healing for your job. May you receive healing in every facet. And every part of your being. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. May your body be healed. Amen. May your emotions be healed. Amen. May your spirit man Amen. be healed. May every deadness in your spirit Jesus. encounter a revival Amen. by the power and authority Amen. in the matchless name of Jesus. Jesus. Be healed and be made Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Bible says of Jesus Christ in verse 4 that all of us must quickly carry out the task assigned to us by the one who sent me. Jesus is saying something here. One of the ways we miss out on revelations is that sometimes you read too quickly. When you are reading your Bible, read slowly. And read it loud enough so that you can hear. Because sometimes when you are reading to yourself, that is how you miss out words that should have been there which are not there. So when they write their essay in school, the reason why they leave out words is that they are not reading it loudly to themselves. There's a, way the, there's a way the mind works. When a word is absent and you are reading silently, the mind will automatically supply that missing word. So if you are not paying attention, you will not be able to insert it. So I try to read as much as possible. Even under my breath loudly to myself. Jesus is saying. That somebody sent him. That person who sent him is his father in heaven. And he is saying that. That father in heaven. Has assigned a task to everybody. That's why I said discover it. Discover it. You must discover why you are here. You must discover your assignment and your purpose. The reason why you must discover your assignment and your purpose. Is that what God has given you to do. You are the one that has been specifically cut out for it. So your failure to do it. Is robbing God of his purpose and his assignment. Number two, you are robbing yourself of finding contentment in life. Because anything else you are doing, that is not that assignment, you will never find joy in doing it. So there are many people in life, they are just getting by. But they are not living life with joy and excitement. Bishop said I'm an architect. I believe that that's what I came to 
find to do on earth. But I tell you, my assignment is what I'm doing this morning. If you put 300 drawings to be done here, each of them worth a million Ghana cities, and one preaching appointment, I can tell you one will come before the other. Perhaps one will even end up being cancelled. But this is my assignment. I find great joy. I find great fulfillment doing what I am doing. And I want to encourage you this morning that you must discover the purpose why you were created. Because when you don't discover it, there's a certain joy you must find. You will not find that joy. We can pray for you. We can pour oil on you and you look like a shiny buffalo. But you will not experience that joy. Jesus Christ said in Luke 19 verse 10 I have come to seek and to say that which was lost. He was not lost in his assignment. He knew why he was here. That is why when he multiplied bread for a multitude he did not establish a restaurant or a food joint. Have had the most successful food joint because you will not need too many raw materials. You would have just prayed over bread and fish and sell some of the nicest fish sandwich in town. But he understood that he has come to seek and to save that which was lost. I pray for you that you will discover your assignment. Amen. Before he was born, in Matthew 1.21, the angel told Mary, and he told Joseph in a dream, you shall give back to a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. He knew his assignment. He understood his assignment. Nobody else could have died for our sins except Jesus. That is why you must find your task. Because that is why God made you. That is why God God created you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The purpose of that son is to come into the world and to lay his life down that whosoever will believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That is how come you and I are saved. If Jesus had decided to establish a hospital where he heals without medicine, you would have healed a lot of people. You would have done a lot of healing miracles. But Lazarus who was even raised from the dead he has died and he came to give us something of great eternal value and that was embedded in his assignment I pray for you that you will find your assignment in life because that is what will give you perpetual value that is what will continue to speak many years after you are gone the third reason why you must discover your assignment is that when you don't discover your assignment humanity will be greatly affected can you imagine if Lionel Messi was a civil engineer or hurricane was practicing law or Cristiano Ronaldo was trying to become uh, what an architect you can imagine how much we will miss out in the world of soccer we have sung and I asked the Lord what name fits you and he said yeah can you imagine Dusin Oyekan I decided to be a volleyball player. Something about our worship this morning would have been completely right. Your failure to discover your assignment and to do what you must do will have dire consequences for your generation and for generations yet unborn. I pray for you that you will take this seriously. Now the reason why we don't discover our assignment is in what Jesus said. He said we must discover the assignment from the one that sent him. Our steadfast relationship with God. Our close work with God is what reveals what we are called to do. My dear friend, the reason why you don't know why you are here is that the one that dispatched you and brought you here, you have not made time to sit down and have a relationship with him. You have not made time to have a, dis a discourse with him and to find out why he put you here. Listen to me carefully. Maybe you are here this morning. You are not even born again. You are a little further away. So when I finish preaching, I pray that you will make a decision to surrender your life to Jesus. Other than that, you will just be moving through life like a particle, like one of the leaves that are outside. When the wind blows this way, it carries you there. When the wind blows that way, it will carry you there. 
until one day you are blown and you have landed in the cemetery and you are dead and gone. I pray for you that you will find Jesus and find your assignment before you breathe your last breath. Jesus said, we must discover our assignment. We must find out our assignment. There is one assignment he has given us. He said we must go out into the world and preach the gospel. Being that apart from your peculiar assignment, there is a general assignment we have been given. The question I want to ask you today is that have you been up and about doing your assignment? You are here today in church. You are born again. You are saved. You are waving your handkerchief. As Pastor Elvis asks us to wave our handkerchief. You are waving your handkerchief and praising God. But somebody should have been here today. Somebody should have been here last week. Somebody should have been here in August. But you and I, we have reneged on our assignment. We have not gone there to find them. We are thinking about our salvation alone. But I pray that after you will take the assignment of Jesus seriously. It is not an assignment for pastors. It is not an assignment for those who are prayerful. It is not an assignment for people who love him. It is not an assignment for those who pay time. It is not an assignment for those who give offering. It is an assignment for everybody who believes in him. It does not matter your age group. Listen to me. If my son who is 14 years old tries to evangelize to a man who is 62 years old it will be an uphill task it will be difficult because we can bear fruit after our own time it will come across as a naive little boy who doesn't understand life that is why God allowed you to be as old as you are and to be in this church so that you can bring your kind into the church maybe you are feeling a little lonely in the church your loneliness is because you are not taking up the assignment and the task to find your kind and bring them to the house of God David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. He said, let us not let me go. I pray that the time and the day is coming when you are coming to God's house. It will be us coming and not you alone coming. May you rise up to your assignment. May you rise up to the assignment that God has given us. He said, go ye therefore into the world. He said, and you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. You shall testify. You shall tell others about the love I have shown you. You shall tell others how much I have redeemed you. You shall tell others the grace I have extended to you. You shall tell others how much I have forgiven you. You shall tell others it has been January. February has passed. March has gone on. We are at the very middle of November. In 11 days time, November is ending. And we have 31 more days and December will be out. My question for you today is, have you attended to the assignment since the first day of January? How many souls have you brought to God? How many have you invited? Some have passed on into eternity. Jesus is waiting for you to rise up from your comfort zone. He said, when you find that assignment, he said, we must do it quickly. We must do it with a sense of urgency. Because the time that I started to preach, that time will never come back again. It will be 10 past 11 another time in the morning. But not 10 past 11 on the 19th of November, 2023. 11.10 a.m. will not come again. You may think that you have as much time as you are thinking. But I have buried my classmates in junior high school. I have seen people buried in primary school. In the, in, in the secondary school, in Achimota school. I saw my mates being buried. When I went to the university, I saw mates being buried. I saw a young lady who married in my former office. She got pregnant and was about to put to bed. But she died and was no more. I have seen people die. Not all of us who grow old. I get surprised when I look in the mirror and I see gray hair in my beard. I never thought such a day will come. I never thought such a time will come. With every passing day, time is ticking on your assignment. 
I pray for you that you will find the energy, you will find the charisma, you will find the motivation within yourself to arise. You don't need Bishop Tony to declare a month of evangelism. We are the only people that need a month of evangelism to win souls. We are the only people that need a month of evangelism to talk to somebody about Christ. But nobody ever told us that this is our month of going to work. Nobody ever told us this is our month of paying our water bill and our light bill because those things fall within the spectrum of what we deem is important. I came to tell you eternity is timeless time. When a person steps into eternity, time has started to take but never to end again. If you understand eternity, you will rise with a sense of urgency and you will preach the gospel in season, out of season, whether consecrated or not consecrated, whether appointed or not appointed, whether ordained or not ordained. I pray that you will rise with a sense of urgency in the boardroom, in your four by four car, in your Uber and boat, in your trotro, wherever you find yourself, you will seize the season and the opportunity and let Jesus be known and proclaim Jesus and share Jesus and let the nations hear about him. Jesus is counting on you. When Jesus came, heaven was counting on him not to fail. And when he laid on the cross, he said, it is finished. The first Adam failed, but I did not fail. But I came to announce to you today in Hebrews 12 as well, there's a great crowd of witnesses that are watching for you and I and they are cheering us on hoping that we will not fail. I pray for you. Set aside the weight and the things that beset you and begin to run with a sense of urgency until Christ is proclaimed in every place until everybody that he assigned for you to rescue comes to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Somebody say yes. Yes. How I pray that the church will rise to our assignment. May we rise to our assignment. We rise to our assignment. We rise to our assignment. Discover it. The principal assignment is given us is that we've been saved to save. We've been called to call. The principal purpose is that we too will carry out that assignment. We must take that question serious. Who has come to know Jesus today because of your efforts? In this year 2023, who has come to know Jesus because of your efforts? How I pray that we will rise up to us. Jesus said we must discover ourselves. I've spoken about the divine assignment. And I'm going to talk about your personal assignment. You must find your assignment in life. Because you deserve contentment in life. You deserve happiness in life. You deserve the joy of the Lord in life. And it is tied to your assignment. When Jesus sent the disciples in John chapter 4 to go and buy food. When they came and they offered him the food. He said, I have food to eat that you don't know about. The disciples were totally shocked. Because you sent us because you were hungry. And to the best of our knowledge, you have not eaten. But he said, because this woman has come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. It is more than any meal I can eat. When you find your assignment, when you find the reason why you are here, it will give you so much contentment that even when you have no money in your pocket, you will be very, very, very happy. I am telling you. And that's how I know people who are called to be pastors. One day I read an interview of Lionel Messi. He made a profound statement. He said that the only one thing that he will do 
Even if it's not paid to do it, he's playing soccer. And he was asked why. Said because all my life, that is all I know to do. That's all I know how to do. I pray that you will discover your Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Amen. When you discover your assignments, you will not have to pray to be rich. You will be rich. You will be rich. When I have a chance to preach, I'll talk to you about work and how it makes you prosper. Listen to me. The concept of wealth and prosperity is God's idea. People don't know. You see, you know why they attack prosperity prosperity gospel? It is because the devil knows that money in the hearts of people who truly believe God will change the world. The kind of prosperity gospel we are preaching Put a seed here, you will get money. I'm anointing you powerful. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to bless your Bible. But you see, it's not the full gospel. It's not the full gospel. There is a place for manna dropping from heaven. There's a place for that. And you must study the underlying reasons for that. When manna dropped from heaven, the people of Israel were in transit. People traveling can own a farm. They don't have water bodies. They can't effectively take care of their cattle. So divine intervention must come. In the same way, you are stuck in the wilderness. There's nowhere to buy bread or fish. Five fish must be multiplied to feed the multitude. But generally, he tells us the principle by which he blesses. That as far as there is winter, there will be summer. And as you are planting seed, there will be harvest. Psalm 126 it says, Those who go with their seed to sow in tears, they will forever, they will by all means return with the harvest. So the principle of deploying value is what will bring you exchange, which is money. So anybody who has money is selling value. That value can be a physical product. Or like Bishop Johnny is sharing the word of God. He is teaching you what you didn't know in the Bible. He's helping your mental health to be okay by his encouragement. So he's offering value that is not tangible. But it's a kind of value. So you give an offering. You appreciate him on his birthday. You buy him a car because he's giving value. When he writes a book, you buy the book, you study the content, you pay money for the book. All the time money comes when value exchanges hands. That is what we have not told our people. So anytime you sow a seed, what you should be expecting is I give you power to make wealth. You must be expecting the release of power, which is an idea. Because when that idea now takes a physical form, it becomes something you can exchange to receive value. That is how God will prosper. That is how you will have wealth. That is why you have kept giving seed but you don't have money and you are saying that we are doing you as a because we have not taught you the full gospel. Because the same Jesus that asked Peter to go and bring money from a fish's mouth when he needed to enter Jerusalem he sent a donkey to be brought. He could have just said in Jesus name and donkey will drop. Jesus continues to show us the beautiful mix between the natural and the supernatural. And you have to have that understanding. We need wise Christians. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 The very God of peace sanctify you holy and keep you blameless. Spirit, soul, body. Understand as a Christian that this your triune person must constantly be nourished by God. So when you come to church and you are hearing the word of God, as your spirit is open, let your faculties engage with the word. Then inside your heart, you will be told what to do, which is the physical. So I have told you there's a divine element. Get to know God. That is the spiritual. Pray. Read your Bible. Walk with him. Be close to him. Have conversations with him. Be in church. Listen to the messages. The message will minister to your spirit. But what you must expect is that he will drop into your faculties and into your heart. Your assignment that you must with your faculties. Process the assignment and then get into action. Then result will happen.
So Jesus was conceived of the Holy Ghost into Mary's womb by the Spirit. But without common sense, Herod will kill him. So his father was told, go to Egypt. He could have brought angels so that when Herod's soldiers come, he'll be invisible. But he said, go to Egypt. When you walk through the gates of the church, please don't lock your brain in the car. It is required. Is required. The first assignment of Adam was not to pray. It was to name the animals. Name. Name the animals from where? From his faculties. From his faculties. From his faculties. Yeah. So that's how you discover your assignment. That's how you discover your assignment. Begin to engage your faculties. Begin to engage your natural self. What do you do ever so naturally? That people, people are surprised you can do it so easily. All the things that has amazed me about my wife is that she can actually learn things from the internet. She can watch a video on YouTube and now can big cakes for us. I have never been able to learn anything from the internet. I must see a physical teacher or else the data will be running and I'll be asleep. I don't learn like that. I find people who learn like that very intelligent. So this guy is very smart. I'm not able to learn like that. It's such a miracle to me. People can hear a song just once but the second time they are singing it we can even be holding the song sheet and we'll be singing the second stanza instead of the first. It's a very big problem. I learned how to sing. I gathered Don Moyne, <laughs> Martin Nistrom, Randy Rothwell, Ron Kenoli. Then I got Francis A.J. Then I got uh, the late um, Danny Nett. I mean, I will assemble it. And I will play. Because I couldn't keep time. And by the time I am, I'm gone ahead, the drama is now trying to catch up. And the keyboardist doesn't know whether I've, I've moved from F to G or to X, Y, Z or Alpha and Omega. It has been a journey. <laughs> It's been a tourist journey. <laughs> and I see people just, they just do it with ease. So, yeah. See Bishop Patis A still leading them so Bishop Otonium. and singing with them. Otonium. I said, I've retired at heart. Ah. The Lord has delivered me. <laughs> there are things you can do naturally. <laughs> there are things you can learn naturally. <laughs> there are some of us, we can't learn certain things naturally. <laughs> I get surprised when people can't understand mathematics. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> you don't need to think much. Math follows when you get the principles and the patterns. Unless there's a trick in the question. But some can copy a work example wrongly. That's how bad their case is. They are copying an example from the textbook into their exercise book. And they've gotten it wrong. You are not called to math. May the Lord deliver you. May the Lord help you. There are things that you are passionate about. Like the Messi spoke he's passionate about it. It stirs up your emotions. I get shocked when I see grown men crying because their team has been scored. <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, Telephone empire. I say, so what's the problem? So what our team. And the team is in England. Hello. But it's the same way they watch us surprised when we also lift our hands to God. So the tears come down our face. But we are falling in love with Jesus. Where is your passion? When you find your assignment, you realize you have native intelligence for it. My mother is a seamstress. She's sewn for us. She's, she was started at 88, uh, 18, so she's been doing it for 56 years now. You can look at people's pictures and sew for them without any measurement. And it fits. How she does it, I don't know. But you see, it will come across you like witchcraft. <laughs> But there is a native intelligence that mm, comes naturally mm, to them. Yeah, yeah. All these things will help. Amen. I know exactly what to say as I'm standing here. I know exactly what to say to end the sermon. I am, it is, somebody will be tense standing here. I can talk to you from now till tomorrow morning. I not I'm not tense. I'm not shy of you at all. <laughs> but when I put the mic down, suddenly some shyness overwhelms my soul. But once I'm here, everybody's like 0.1 oh, before the next one. It's natural. It's natural. It's natural. 
Those things will give you a little, little indicators. Little, little indicators. You have it within you. Search for it. Pray about it. Many of us have prayed that Lord send me a destiny helper. The first destiny helper you need is you. When you discover what you have, that is when help can come. Jesus asked the people, What do you have? That there is this little lad with five loaves and two fish. Jesus was a destiny helper, he was the amplifier and the multiplier. But there was something that had to be had so that the amplification grace and work. May you discover your assignment so that when your helper comes, you will be amplified and enlarged, and great good will come out of you. And Jesus said, You must do it with urgency. Please be purposeful in life. Be purposeful in life. Christians are too much on purpose then. We just move around like kites. You know what is kites? Be purposeful. What do you do on Mondays? Write it down. What do you do on Tuesday? What do you do on Wednesday? What do you do on Thursday? What do you do on Friday? What do you do on Saturday? Then on that Monday, by the hour, what are you doing? When you learn this, you will know how to cut phone calls and conversations. Even when I speak to Bishop Johnny, there are moments I know that this is just a hello call. You must be sensible enough to know that we are not idle men. So we have called you to say hello. And I come to tell a dream you had. That has part one, two, three, and four. Sister, be careful. Let the spirit speak to you. Brother, be careful. Stop doing that. Our days are wasted. Because as believers, we are not purposeful. All the first things I asked Bishop before I came out. How long do you preach here? I don't believe in wasting people's time. When we can consistently close on time, people will plan with the church. When we close inconsistently, they plan their lives and fit the church when it fits. So these are some of the keys you have to learn. Live a purposeful life. Jesus, you went to say, it is finished. There is nothing left to be done. Everybody who must be healed has been healed. Every demon that must be cast out has been cast out. So when he breathed his last, there was nothing he was remembering. Hey, remove the nails. There's something to be done. It was finished. It was finished. May you have a purposeful life. Amen. You are planning to get married. At a certain time in life, you must be purposeful. Every day, you are reading a marriage book. Every day, you are buying the things you need to settle in that marriage. Every day must be one step towards the marriage. Don't live your life in the emergency lane. Oh, Bishop, I need some money. My wife has just given birth. My brother and my sister, pregnancy is nine months. It can't be an emergency. Oh, Mama Dorothy, my rent is due. No, it takes 12 months. It can't be an emergency. Use your head and be powerful. Use your head and stop being a burden to the church. Stop being troublesome to the church. And using your bad attitude to sack people from the church. And say we did not help you. When what you are dealing with is not an emergency. Be purposeful. Be purposeful. Be purposeful. Be purposeful. Then Jesus said, A time is coming. The work we have to do can no longer be done. There are two ways to understand that. There is a season in your life where even though you are not dead, that season has passed. When you see a woman who is 62 and she's just freshly married, all the things that will be impossible for her to do is to have children for her new husband. She is not dead, but that season has passed. Listen, when you are purposeful, you will key in into your season at the right time. There are things you should have done a long time ago. I came to tell you that the time has not run out yet on you. This man would have wished he saw earlier, but he was kept blind because Jesus said, This is for his glory. God allowed you to be as delayed as you are because I was coming here today with a message for you. After today, you have to get up and take your destiny into your hands and get to the job. Take your destiny into your hands and get to the job. There are many people in this world like Elon Musk. They don't believe in God. Why are they rich? Because there are things that work for unbelievers. That will also work for us. Because they are dependent on principles. Not power. Not revelation. Not the divine. 
not the supernatural it respects principle if I stand here and I jump I will come down if an unbeliever stands here and they jump they will come down because the principle is called gravity it does not respect nobody so as you have heard me today discover the principles governing your calling and get to the job and you will prosper and you will do well even if a prophet never calls you even if we never pour oil on you this is your season forget about the adversity of the economy Jesus said the night is coming meaning that there are opposition but you must still run in the face of the opposition because the time is opportune this is the time now is the time the man has been born blind it is impossible for such a person to see but he said the time is now it is daytime and I must do my work this man must see I came to tell somebody the delay has ended receive strength and grace to run your race in the name of Jesus and lastly Jesus said the night is coming where no man can work there is a time where it will all be over and our hands shall be across our chest so the psalmist said in Psalm 90 verse 12 Psalm 90 verse 12 do you have it? yeah verse 12 90 Teach us to realize the brevity of life. One of the wisest people you will ever meet. Put it in King James so that they will see it. My King James. Jovi. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts. All the things that will make you wise in life is when you realize that you will not be here forever. Realize you will not be here forever so don't quarrel forever but you will not have forever to make up forgive your pastor forgive your lady pastor forgive your pastors let us forgive one another let's love each other it is called a restoration family it's called a restoration family our souls are here to be restored we are here to be healed in our emotions some people are wounded as they came here some are in pain as they have come here some are going to some disaster appointments and challenges. It's a matter of time. You are not yet a perfect church member. That is why you don't have a perfect pastor. But as you strive unto perfection, our pastor will become perfect. All the pastors will become perfect. That brother that hurt you will become perfect. Forgive the one who offended you in the choir. Let brotherly love continue. Because one day, one day you watch their stone cold body and you'll be, you'll be wondering, why didn't I let it go? But it will be too late. Forgive your mother. Forgive your auntie. Forgive your uncle. How can a man who was stuck at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years have Jesus tell him, go and sin no more? How can a man who has been in one place for 38 years be sinning? But for 38 years, he had been abandoned. There was no visitor. That is why he told Jesus, I have no man. He was a bitter man. He was going back to reclaim his stolen property. He was going to deal with his wife and say, I have divorced you. You didn't come and look for me. He was going to disown all his children. He was going to rewrite his will. But Jesus said, go and sin no more. When you understand the brevity of life, you receive wisdom to walk in love and the spirit of reconciliation. May brotherly love continue. I pray for this church that it will be a church full of love. It will be a church full of prosperous people who understand their assignments and their purpose. It will be a church that is running, running, running and drawing men to the saving knowledge of Jesus. May you know your assignment. May you work the divine assignment of Jesus. And may the will of God be done in this May you find your purpose. May you prosper and flourish. May you work with the sense of diligence. May you stand before kings as you work diligently. May you be enlarged. May great grace be released. God will give us money here. We will dig the foundation of that cathedral. We will finish it. We will buy the chairs in it. We will buy the line arrays. We will buy the lights. We will fill it because our hands shall find our assignment. And our assignment will bring us value. And that value will bring us 
as material wealth and prosperity, we shall build SFRF to be our first cathedral. That will be the second and the third across the regions and across the nations and across the lands. We will be blessed in this place. He who has called us is faithful and you will honor his word. Stand to your feet right now and clap your hands and shout and loud hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, clap and begin to pray and thank God right now that you have your assignment. Thank God for his word. Declare that I am prospering. Declare that I am doing well. Declare that our church is fulfilling its assignment and its purpose in the name of Jesus. Close every head bow. Maybe somebody invited you to church. Or you came by yourself. But you don't know Jesus. You have not surrendered your life to him. One of his assignments. Is that he came to die to save you. We have all sinned and can't save ourselves. But he came from heaven to earth. He took our place on the cross. He died for you so that you don't have to pay yourself. If only you can ask him to forgive you. And turn your back to your sins and repentance. He will be your Lord and your master. He will birth your assignment in you. And you shall fulfill your destiny. You shall find satisfaction. Maybe you are watching us online this morning. You don't know Jesus. You have not surrendered your life to him. You can do that today. If you are here today, you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. Right hand up high. Maybe you are watching us online. You can lift up your right hand as well. Put your other hand on your chest. And pray with me and say, Father in heaven. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. My sins are many, Lord. And I say, have mercy on me. Forgive me, Father. I repent today. Wash me with the precious blood of your son, Jesus. Jesus, thank you that you died and you rose again on the third day. And you are seated at the right hand side of Abba Father. Oh, come into my heart today. Be my Lord, my master. I surrender to you today. I am yours and you are mine. Thank you for saving me today. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.